Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. This week we're off to the land of the rising sun. Um, That charter left Vegas at 11pm on Sunday night to fly the guys over to Japan for the Zozo Championship. But we'll get on to that in a second. Elk, first of all, we have to talk about what happened at the end of the Shriners Children's Open. Tom Kim incredible week for him bogey free getting his second win on the pga tour after a patrick cantley meltdown on the 72nd hole yeah i finished up my, my wife and i were in the in the bar uh turning on you know football game here i said quick turn on the golf we saw it the day before where patrick cantley had a putt on the last hole for a 59 all of a sudden it snuck up on the tv we didn't really they weren't really following it that close and then all of a sudden, Tom Kim, who, you know, let's face it, he he became a star almost. Yes, he won in Greensboro, uh, what, a couple of months ago. But really, things changed for Tom Kim on the losing President's Cup team, international team, that is. Or Everyone sort of said, hey, this guy is someone we should be watching. And sure enough, Diane, he came to, he came to uh, Vegas tournament, played bogey-free. They stood on the 72nd hole, tied with Patrick Cantlay, probably the most stoic player that we have on the tour. And Cantlay blinked, Diane. He hooked his three-wood down into the desert. Took him ages to get down there and decide what he was going to do. Tom Kim behind him hit it right down the middle of the fairway. It was pretty clear that Tom Kim was probably going to win his second PGA Tour event, the, the only player... I think it said something like since 1940 that has two wins under the age of 20. The only other guy out there was Tiger Woods. Patrick Cantley finished up making the seven. He almost, my pick last week, Diane, as my one to watch, was Matthew Neesmith. He was in that very group, and we were thinking, we were counting the shots up on our fingers because Cantley left it in the desert. Then he hit one into the water after he took a drop, and we're like, hang on a second. Neesmith can finish second outright if if Patrick Cantley makes an eight. And he died. He made a 40-footer for a triple bogey. And Neesmith, anyway, finished second. But that was great pick by me. Uh, being around you is not so easy. So it was a great pick by me. But more importantly, Tom Kim, 
Uh, I don't know if it's a big void on the tour, Diane, from all the star players that have left for live. I say that with a tiny grain of salt because a lot of the top players have moved away and now all of a sudden somebody stepped in, a young Korean player who would have thought it, that we're all excited about that. But here we are, and he's going to be at the Zozo again this week. Very interesting finish. Very disappointing for Cantlay. However, it shows he's human. If we cut him open, there might not be a machine part in there or a battery or something. He may have blood in there. (laughs) He's actually warm-blooded. And especially Cantlay being one of the most precise drivers of the ball. I mean, to miss that fairway on 18, which is one of the most generous, forgiving fairways, um, and for him to to hit it to the left was uh, crazy. He took a three wood on 18 and I said to Sam, and when we were looking at it, I said, he's taking three wood, so he, he'll probably try to play a little bit more aggressively down the left side. Well, he overcooked it, of course, and that was the end of it. Tom Kim, everyone else seemed to hit driver up there and, and was just had a simple wedge shot. So that was it. Tom Kim must have been feeling good standing in the middle of that fairway um, on 18. But I was kicking myself for not picking him because you know I love a story. I'm a huge Tom Kim fan after, as you say, the President's Cup where he really became such a, a personality and such a superstar of that international team. And he was 28 to 1 at the start of the week. So I was so mad that I didn't pick him. Matthew Neesmith, that was a fantastic call from you. Um, you actually had two of your picks finish in the top 10. Matthew Neesmith, who was runner-up, and then Sung J.M. And then I had Adam Hadwin, who finished in a tie for 10th. So all in all, we had a pretty good week. I was quite happy, even though we didn't get that outright winner. I was happy with our picks. We're off to a good start. We had a tremendous season last year. I think we picked 11 winners of the tour outright last year, and we're off to a good start. Already had a win in in, uh, Napa with your pick with Homer. And what what do we have? Three top fives and... or. And, and yeah, two top tens already. Yeah, so exactly. So stick stick with us if you think about making a little money. <laughs> okay, right. So this week, well, actually, I want to go back to something that you just uh, touched on. There is, you know, the state of the tour right now. So we obviously have a lot of guys that have gone off to live now. And we had the event in Bangkok last week. They're playing in Saudi Arabia next. Um, Where do you think the tour is at with someone like Tom Kim being able to step up and really fill one of these kind of big key player roles? Well, one thing is becoming very apparent to me, Diane, and I I certainly have a lot of experience of judging the tour as I played on it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. There has been a lot of top players gone to live and it has left a hole and it has also given an opportunity to these guys like Tom Kim to steal a bunch of limelight. It, it also has become very apparent that the tour is struggling with fall ratings, tournaments in the fall. And these, there's a big scramble, you know, with sponsors right now. Who's going to be elevated? Who's going to get taken up to this $20 million events that we, that we promised or the tour players are promised next season, whether it's the Los Angeles Open at $20 million. And all these smaller events in the fall, they're just getting wiped out on TV with, with football it's one thing for Rory and JT and Spieth and all these guys to say, hey, you know, we're, we're all about the tour, but we don't see those guys. They don't play. They might, we, don't, we may not see them until Hawaii in January. Of course, I'll play Tigers event, <clears throat> small event coming up. But uh, interestingly, interestingly uh, Eugenio Chichara, who won 
on the Live Tour last week. For those that don't know much about that young man, came on to the Live Tour out of Oklahoma State. Uh, our big rivals in college golf, Diane, back in the day, Oklahoma State that was, between us and the University of Houston. Um, Chachara had a, a tremendous week. We would probably be talking about him as probably in the same breath as Tom Kim. It's a very odd time. He beat a tremendous field of live players, um, something like 20 under par over on this very difficult long golf course in Bangkok. And now all of a sudden we, we're not talking about Chachara. We're talking about Tom Kim. They're both, uh, you know, worthy of, of our conversation. Chachara could be the next Savvy Ballesteros. We heard John Rahm when he won in Spain congratulating Chachara on his victory during his victory speech in the Spanish Open, I thought was very interesting, Diane. And also Sebi Ballesteros' daughter was there, almost made me tear up uh, watching uh, Ram with his third Spanish Open, with particularly with Ballesteros' daughter standing with him with the trophy. So very interesting week of golf. Live Golf is now moving on to Saudi Arabia. Uh, now we, are the tour, are moving over to Zozo in Japan. Very different conditions in Japan. Whenever we think about going to Japan, I know your brother's there, and he's going to you're going to give us a little update on what he sees. But when when I went to Japan, the land is so valuable over there, and there's so many people that it's always a small, narrow course <clears throat> with a fair amount of dog legs. I'm looking behind you there; they have two greens. Sometimes a summer and a winter course. Some they're going to change them back and forth a little bit this week. This, of course, is the, is the absolute course that Tiger Woods won his Zozo Championship. Of course, Matsuyama will be there this week. If I had to think of three tournaments the Japanese people love the most, <laughs> number one, it would be the Masters. Masters. <laughs> number two would be the Hawaiian Open. Mm -hmm. And number three would be the Zozo. And Matsuyama, talk about a hero, he's won all three of those, Diane. Yeah, amazing. Uh, going back quickly, I mean, just... I think when you put the rivalry aside between the PGA Tour and Liv and all this hatred and animosity that is on social media, especially on Twitter right now, people are seething, they're taking one side or the other and it's very hard to kind of be a little bit neutral in the middle. Um, but what a great week for young golf. Tom Kim, 20 years old, winning on the PGA Tour for the second time, bogey free. Eugenio Chachara, as you said, winning the Liv event in Bangkok you know, beating the, some of the world's best and walking away with $4.75 million fresh out of college. I mean, it's just, it's so encouraging just to see these two young guys at the beginning of their careers and thinking what they could possibly achieve in the future. Um, and like, I think just putting all the animosity aside, as I said, you just have to celebrate what these two guys achieved. Well, when I look at Tom Kim, I just can't believe how much poise he has. I was watching, I, I, I watched a little bit of the golf on the front nine to check in on my picks. Diane of Neesmith was playing with uh, with Cantlay and Tom Kim and I watched them play the ninth hole before I went and did something else. But the poise that um, it takes to be a really young player and go out with the lead in, in a group, you know, on TV uh, on a Sunday afternoon and, and hold your position, not only that, but get out in front. Tremendous amount of poise for Tom Kim. He's got a beautiful swing. I mean, he, Quite powerful, really good putter. He played the he played the tournament without a bogey. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Um, very consistent. And then when I look at Eugenio Chichara, he's got one of the most dynamic, natural swings. He just loads the club. So unreal, long hitter. 
He does putt with a sort of an anchored or non-anchored stroke with his putting. He's had a bit of trouble there, but um, just incredible. Another Spanish player that's coming through that, remember, I remember when I saw Ballesteros. I remember when I saw Olafabel, all these guys, Ram. They're so natural uh, when they play the game. Tom Kim has a, a more of a sort of a, I don't want to say robotic, he has a beautiful rhythm, but it sort of comes out of a more of a sort of a um, very orthodox looking swing action. He's probably uh, learnt uh, his swing at a very young age, but so much poise. You can't measure either one of them by their swings. You've got to measure it from what's inside. And Tom Kim, he's something else right now to win on the tour, his second start. As I said, we're going to be talking about him again soon. <laughs> but this week, right, Zozo Championship, um, some of the, the big names, Hideki is back in action to defend. Obviously, he is the golfing superstar of Japan, and it's really special to witness, actually. I know it's on very late at night. I think the coverage starts like 11 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern. I'm going to record it and watch it with my coffee and my breakfast in the morning. But um, the fans and the, the media there, they just embrace him and celebrate him, and it's really cool to watch. So he's back in action. Xander Shoffley who of course won the gold medal at the Olympics in Japan. He's talked about the fact that his grandparents live in Japan. He's got really deep roots in the country and it's always special for him. And Colin Morikawa too, another superstar name back in the field, who again makes this a priority because of his family history in Japan. So again, as I said, it's really special for all of them. We've got Victor Hovland back in action. Um, Tom Kim is playing this week. But yes, Tiger Woods won this tournament in 2019 on this course. 2020, it was moved to California because of COVID. And then last year, Hideki Matsuyama won. And in 2019, Hideki also finished runner-up behind Tiger Woods. So it's, it's clear to see that he's definitely going to be a favourite this week. Um, and we're going to get into our picks shortly. But it's... Um, you know, this is one of those bigger events, smaller field, only 78 guys are playing no cut events. So it's, um, it's, you know, you would expect to see some of the bigger names back in action, which of course they are. And, um, and, and we'll see how the week unravels with them. Yeah. And, and you mentioned a, a key point, you know, there's still a lot of um, talking about the live event that doesn't have, that has no cut. And now here we have a tour event that has no cut. It's very contentious. It's very grumpy and cranky between the two. Liv is trying to get points. <clears throat> they joined with the Mana Tour last uh, week, Diane, an African tour to try to get them affiliated with a already uh, a official world golf ranking tour so they can get points. There's even been talk this week that they may have a cut in Saudi Arabia. They may cut 48 to 45, I read already. So okay. they are desperately trying to protect their players. Um, Will it be fair if they don't get any points at all? Will it be fair that we won't ever see Chachara maybe in the Masters? And people are saying, well, he's, he knew what he was getting into when he signed up. But I will say this. If I was a college player and I was a good college player, we won three national championships in Houston and Liv came knocking on my door. I don't have any affiliation with the PGA Tour or any other tour. Would it be the right move for me to go to Liv for a little while? Now Chachara has $4.7 million in the bank. He could finish his contract with Liv or he could stop at Liv at any point and go join the tour. So what do you, what is your uh, opinion on that? Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting one. And, you know, you can't 
you can't knock it. This young guy has uh, literally finished college, turned pro, and now he has a check for four point seven five million. Um, and not only that, but his name is is known. I mean, people are obviously interested in Liv, talking about Liv. I didn't get to watch any of it last week because obviously the time difference in Bangkok. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a shot. The thing that that kind of the the world ranking issue. I think you know will we'll follow it and we'll do a show on it and really dive in. But I think about someone like Cam Smith not playing the Masters and he's he's come close a couple of times before, loves the course, plays well around there. Is well, it- Cam, Cam, Cam Smith is exempt for the next five uh, the next four, uh, the next five masters. He's exempt for all those uh, majors for the next five years. If yeah, if he's to play, yeah, yeah. But someone like uh, Eugenio Chichara, a young guy, should he be starting to gain points now, Diane? Like Tom Kim is, and start to work his way towards sort of some sort of eligibility towards the majors. Mm-hmm. I personally think so. I'm okay. I mean, is there a scenario where the PGA Tour, Rory McIlroy of all people, has already asked for a, a truce and a sit down? Is there a scenario, Diane, where the tour and Liv sits down and says, okay, I'm just going to throw one out there because I, I, I get asked this question every day. Tour says, okay, Liv, you go and have the world. You play your 12 events or 14 events in the rest of the world. And if, any, and if the Liv players go over there and play, they have to come back here and play 12 on our tour. I mean, is that a possibility, Diane? I don't know. And I think from what I've read and heard, Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour have shut down any sort of of communication or any sort of conversation where they could maybe meet in the middle. Um, but we don't know what goes on behind closed doors and things are evolving all the time. So I think we're going to have to find some level of harmony at some point. Yeah. Maybe we'll just concentrate on the Zozo this week. What do you think? <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about the course a bit more. It's Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club. Third time we've seen this course. It's only a par 70, just over 7,000 yards. They've added 40 yards of length for the tournament this year. But, um, you know, short, tight course, lots of angles to navigate. You talked about the two greens, you can see them behind me here, which gives them a lot of options when setting up the course five par threes and some long par fours which proved to be the trickiest holes over the last two years that we've seen here and we have limited pga tour stats when they're in japan but from what i've seen from tiger winning and hideki winning accuracy over length off the tee great greens and regulation great putting and was really the tiger model and then hideki kind of scrambled his way to victory in 2021 um just amazing one by what, like four or five shots, but a really great Parkland course, slopey greens. Um, you've played in Japan before and you talked about the fact that, you know, these these courses are tight and narrow because they, they value the land so much over there. So they have to make the most out of it. And they take care of their trees, Diane. That's their biggest hobby. They Almost every tree you'll see this week is trimmed to perfection. And I used to be mesmerized when I used to, when I went to Japan and they'd have bonsais all through the clubhouse and all this gardening was, was unreal for me. But yes, when you go to Japan, there's a certain style of golf that the Japanese play. They're usually on hillier courses with a lot of dog legs, narrow, odd holes in certain, in certain occasions. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my team this week, uh, my three picks, Diane. I'm looking for accuracy, as you noted. Um, I'm not looking at players like Sahith Thagala, who is absolutely another star. 
that smashes the ball with his driver as far as he can. That doesn't seem to work. It only worked for one player, and that was Jumbo Ozaki, and he was uh, he won about 80 tournaments in Japan. But I'm looking for accuracy this week, Diane. Okay, okay. Right, well, let's get into our picks. We're each going to give an outright favourite, ones to watch, and then Dark Horses over 100 to 1. Um, I'll dive right in with my outright favourite this week because we've talked about him a lot already. At 16 to 1, I'm going with Tom Kim. I'm just not jumping off this. I think I was so mad at myself for not picking him last week that I thought I have to. He played flawless golf in Vegas, bogey-free for the whole tournament. Um, Tom Kim is a, a shorter hitter. And I heard Trevor Immelman, who was the captain of the President's Cup team, saying that that was maybe the only part of his game going forward that that might harm him slightly is the fact that he's not a long hitter at all. In fact, he's a very short hitter, but hardly missed a fairway last week. And that's going to be vital this week in Japan. I think the other component of this whole Tom Kim phenomenon that we've seen since the President's Cup, so a very short period of time, is the fact that he's got Joe Scovron on the bag, Ricky Fowler's ex long-term caddy and I just loved the relationship I saw a few little back and forths between the two of them talking about club choice standing on the 18th fairway Tom Kim had his uh, elbow his shoulder I'm like these guys have figured it out really quickly you've got a very very experienced caddy who's had a lot of success on the bag of this young emerging superstar and I just can't wait to see what they're going to do next so this course is going to suit Tom Kim to a T. So at 16 to 1, he's my outright favourite. Well, it's a great pick. I, I think I would normally say that Tom Kim may not have enough energy to do it again, but he would have jumped right on the flight with everyone else on Sunday night. He wouldn't have had time to think about his trophy and he would have went straight to Japan and he'd be as tired or as, as fresh as everyone else. Yeah, and he's too I'm young to drink so alcohol anyway, so it's not like he's going to be hungover. <laughs> Maybe he's short, Diane, because he hasn't grown fully yet. He's such a young <laughs> fella. Maybe he'll get longer as he gets mature, let's say. But he's not that short. I saw him play at the President's Cup, and he was still on the green in one on some of those drivable par yeah. fours. So he's not, he's not that short. But I, I do like where you're thinking. I'm also taking a guy that I've talked about on the show many times about – He's well, he's maybe his ball speed with his driver is only about three miles an hour more than mine. And I'm six, almost 60 years old. And I'm talking about, of course, Colin Morikawa, probably the straightest player that we have on the tour, has Japanese roots in his family. He will be fresh. You hadn't seen him play since the President's Cup. He'll be he'll be nice and fresh. And this is perfect for Morikawa. He doesn't have to smash it off the tee and just play his power fade. We saw uh, John Rahm went over to Spain and he played a power fade. And when you get on these narrow courses, Diane, it's so beneficial to have a ball flight that just goes one way and that left to right. They can, you know, when you think about a guy that's just trying to hit it straight down the middle, if he pushes it in the trees or he pulls it in the trees, he's got half the fairway to curve it. But when you're a fade player, you can aim down the left and you've got the whole fairway to curve it into. And when you get on these narrow courses, these guys like Morikawa, Tom Kim, they're very hard to beat. Um, so I'm picking Colin Morikawa this week. I'm not sure he's odds. Can you tell me? Yeah, 16 to 1. So he's the same as Tom Kim. So we're both on a level playing field there with our odds. I like it. It's going to be good to see Morikawa back in action as well. Um, right, so moving on to ones to watch. So guys with slightly higher odds. I've actually got two this week. Um, do you have Do you have one? Yeah. Do you have two? Well, yeah, I've, got, I've only got one. Uh, I think it's at 40 with one, but... 
<clears throat> the story I have on my one to watch this week, Diane, we talked earlier about who who came out of the President's Cup with the most momentum, who had who had extra incentive or what what became of this? And we already talked about Tom Kim <clears throat> on the losing President's Cup side, came out of it with a ton of momentum. There was one other guy, Diane, that came out of the losing President's Cup international team that took down the number one player mm-hmm. uh, on the, in the Sunday singles, of course, I'm talking about Scotty Scheffler, and that's Sebastian Munoz from Colombia. Would have grown up on a course very narrow, probably up in the hills of Colombia with pitcher rainforests and hills and all that. He has a – everybody over there knows that Munoz took down the number one player in the world. How much confidence will he have, Diane, now that he's been arrested since the President's Cup? I'm looking at Munoz this week, even though he's not the greatest uh, putter, I think he's going to have full of a new confidence. He's going to be a different player, and I've got him at 40 to 1. Remember when I picked him for the Sanderson Farms a week after the President's Cup, and then he withdrew. Okay, well, he did play once. Okay, I didn't No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He withdrew. So That's I'm, right. Damn it. <laughs> so I completely support that pick. That's a really, really good pick. I wish I had that one. Um, right, well, my first one, I'm going with Tom Hoagie, who's been playing really great. Good week at the Shriners, finished T4 overall. He was um, fourth T to green and second in approach. So two stats that are going to be perfect this week. Um, the only other time he's played the season is at the Fortinet. He finished 12th, so two really strong performances to start the season. He's actually sitting at number 35 in the official world golf rankings right now. Um, but, you know, his accuracy stats, greens and regs, super solid. Um, he finished 17th at this tournament last year playing this course. Didn't start off great, but had a really good weekend to jump up to 17th. So, you know, he's, he's played it. He's got a bit of experience around here. So Tom Hoagie at 40 to 1. And then I'm also going to take Tommy Fleetwood <laughs> at 35 to 1. I was very happy to see his name in the field this week. He's been playing DP World Tour for a little while and nothing to write home about. No great finishes. The last time we saw him kind of play, I don't want to say the big events, but, you know, PGA Tour events, Scottish Open and the Open Championship where he finished fourth in both of those um but he also finished seventh at this tournament last year on this course so hopefully that'll fill him with a little bit of confidence as he arrives in japan so i like tommy fleetwood at 35 to 1 and tom hoagie at 40 to 1 i like it now you talked to your brother already he's been in japan what did he say about things already he said, um, so there was a, the charter that left Vegas at 11 p.m. Vegas time on Sunday night. And um, then he said that he got off the plane, went straight to the course and played 18 because he's never played here before. And he loved it. Absolutely loved it. He said it's very tough, but he had a, a great time playing all 18 yesterday. So the, the jet lag is going to be an issue for all of them. What is it, like a 13-hour time difference? Um from Eastern time, but it's, um, yeah, they they all have to adjust to that. He did the right thing. I mean, when we used to fly to Australia, we used to land there, leave here in the evening, land the next, lose a day and get there. Mm -hmm. And we would go straight to the golf course and play. And you would just be dragging like crazy, but it got you over the jet lag as, you know, as fast as possible. Well, he was, um, we were texting him, it was 7 p.m. their time when it was like, what, 6 a.m. our time here this morning. And he was like fighting to stay awake because he wanted to stay awake as late as he could. But 
They've all got a deal with that this week. Right, so you're going with Sebastian Minos. I've got Fleetwood and Hoagie. And then we're going to move on to our dark horses. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go first because I know you've got something special up your sleeve. <laughs> so I'm taking another Englishman, actually, and a guy who is 100 to 1. He started pretty well in the season, coming off T28 at the Shriners last week, 21st at the Fortinet, but finished fourth here last year um, when Matsuyama won. But his stats are really good right now, and I think he's a little bit of one of these kind of like under-the-radar players. Um, he's just outside the top 20 on Tour T to Green. He's top five around the Greens, and that stat really helped Matsuyama win last year. But Matt Wallace regained his PGA Tour card after they got all, all the live guys out of the FedEx Cup standing. So he's kind of been given the second chance almost. Um, the Jason know, like, Duffner model. That's what I was going to say, like the Jason Duffner model in that sense. But he already seems to be making the most of this opportunity back to a place that he played really well at last year. He knows he's got to perform well on the PGA Tour this season. So Matt Wallace at 100 to 1, he's my dark horse. I like it. Well, you know, I always got something special, Diane, because when we go to Japan, <laughs> that we have to handicap all the other players that are coming into the event that we don't know of came from Asia or came from the Japanese tour. We have a Japanese producer in our back pocket and he's been breaking everything down, Diane. I've got a tip for you at 140 to one, I think. Okay. Yuto, Yuto Katsugawa is a young player on the Japanese tour, plays over there. He's about 20th on the money list over there, but number one in driving accuracy, combined driving and, and distance, number one in greens in reg. How will that overlay? We've seen these guys come into the big, when they play against the big guns. He's finished second and third his last two weeks on tour, Diane. Wow. Uh, I've got a new name, Yuto. I'm going to, Yuto Katsugawa, is my guy at 140 to one this week. I'll be watching him very closely. Uh -huh. uh, gotta, gotta feel good, home cooking. Uh, the field is uh, pretty good. Could he break through and be the next name? What a great pick. Brilliant pick. Do you remember, um, I'm just looking down the list of guys coming from the Japan tour and Rukuya Hoshino, he's 250 to one and won five times on the Japan tour. Um, Great set of stats. Played this tournament last year. Didn't, I think, finish middle of the pack. But at 250 to 1, could be one to keep an eye on as well. So, fun dark horses. I'm going with Matt Wallace. And you are going with... I'll let you say it. Oh, my man, Yuto Katsuagawa is my dark horse this week. If you are going to be playing on our gaming app this week on The Secret Golf, go in and look at the stats. Look down... For putters, look down for guys that drive it straight. They'll even if their names are unpronounceable, look for those stats because that'll be the key stats this week. That sure is. Okay, great. And if you want to follow along with the action, um, I am in bed by 8 p.m. every night. So I'm gonna record it on the TV and then watch it for breakfast the next morning. But the coverage starts at 11 p.m. Eastern. I think 11 till three. And then um, over the weekend, it's like 10.30 p.m. until 2.30 a.m. So if you're a night bird, then you can watch it live. If not, record it, watch it in the morning and we'll be keeping you up to date as well. But thank you for watching our tour report this week for the Zozo Championship. Next week, another big event, the CJ Cup. 
Um, it's been moved to Congaree elk, which is a course that you are very, very familiar with. We're going to go into that next week because the, the place is amazing. Um, we saw the Palmetto Championship there a couple of years ago, and they have a just a brilliant initiative behind the course, and we'll really dive into that next week. But I'm actually a member down there, Diane, so it's very much like an Australian course, very, very dry conditions. When I went to the Palmetto, I couldn't believe there were some holes I was like, I could be in Scotland right now. And it was raining, so that helped too. <laughs> but we'll dive into that next week after the Zozo Championship taking place in Japan. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.